Southern Songs and Stories is a documentary series on the artists, music, and culture of the South with interviews, songs, a good bit of history, and insights into how all of it fits together. I'm your host, Joe Kendrick, inviting you to come explore the music of the South and the artists who make it on Southern Songs and Stories. Party Pal. This is the mind-bending film and television podcast you didn't know you needed. I am your host, Brian Saxon. I'm here with my co-host, Michael Shields. I always say this, welcome home. Uh, it's, uh, every time. Oh, to like, me. So it's to you again. I, um, it's, it's, we've I, discussed, because uh, we did an episode. I missed you. the last one. Yep. I thank you I'll, for the, the dope shout out. Absolutely. Um, you, you were missed, both Mike and um, uh, Jonathan, who uh, both wanted to be there with you. Yeah. Thank you both, Jonathan Hart of the Broke Down Podcast, Mike Fionia, uh, Fionia. <laughs> he's laughing right now that I that I stumbled his name, uh, of Amigos Podcast, yeah. they came on, and, and they're awesome. So yeah, no, that was both. a good one, man. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm kind of like, a part of me while I was listening to it was kind of almost just like, I'm glad I wasn't there mm. for the Bill Paxson, because I feel like the fandom mm. of... Of Especially everyone in Jonathan, that was was like way Jonathan, higher than was yeah, way higher than yeah. mine, and I'm a Bill Paxton fan. Totally, there's and there would be a lot of cooks in that kitchen. Yeah, you know what I mean. But yeah, yeah I mean we would have obviously loved to have you, but, but Jonathan and Mike were so good. But today we have with us another uh, incredible uh, talent and guest in uh, Jeffrey Golia. <laughs> Jeffrey Golia has been um, uh, at Across the Margin, which. All the listeners, I'm sure, know is, is the website that I run, uh, the online arts and culture magazine. And we do Game of Thrones deconstructions each week. And for the last couple of years, I've been gifted enough to have who I believe to be the best Game of Thrones writer out there. I'm, 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 I'm saying that, and I believe uh, it. I read them all. Um, he's been writing um, uh, recaps of, of the episodes. Me and him do a little thing, a question answer thing. And uh, we have him here today uh, to talk about. Uh, not just this season, but the entire series and just Game of Thrones in general. Um, thank you so much for being here. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, it's it's a little show. It's a little show called Game of Thrones. It's uh, it was a book 
as well. Yeah. And um, source material. It had source. It material. had some source material. This little channel called HBO. Yeah. Uh, took it. They spent a little bit of money on it. Um, but it, it's it's. I know me and Brian have been looking forward to this for since we started the show. We love. Game of Thrones. I mean, almost unabashedly. I mean, well, we were just talking that the first time you and I met, mm. we kind of bonded over Game of Thrones in yeah. general, yeah. and like we've even referenced it, you know, like years later, just be like, remember, remember when we yeah. met? Yeah. We were talking about yeah. Game of Thrones yeah. and blah blah blah. blah Game blah. of Thrones is the basis of our friendship. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Say that Game of Thrones, like. Was the was the origin of this podcast? Yeah, we're getting super fucking meta ready, and I haven't even smoked weed. <laughs> um, so let's. I mean, we we got to dig in, and I mean, let's start a little bit generally. Uh, we dealt not dealt. That's a terrible word, but we 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 lived through eight seasons. Uh, then bringing this story to life. What um, uh, you know almost nervous to ask with what I've seen out there but like what uh what what do, what do you guys feel right now how do you guys feel about the ending of the story um you know where are we at Jeffrey it's tough to say I've been I've been thinking a lot about my my, my, my views about it because as you know um book reader the deconstructions happen uh very much from the perspective of a book reader mm-hmm. kind of looking at the story and and at the same time I think I've always tried to sort of you know, look at it with a fresh pair of eyes yeah. and say, like, yeah, there's some context here from the books, but fundamentally, like, let's 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 look at the show kind of on its own merits yeah. in some way. And so, to that extent, I mean, listen, it's been a, it was a very polarizing season. Mm. I think there were some highs and there were lows in terms of kind of the popular reaction to it. I think a high was obviously Arya just doing that one-two punch on the Night yeah. King, which you know I think people were just psyched about. Um, and I will say, I think. I, the, Please, yeah. real quick. Yeah, just to, uh, I still saw saw hate for that. I still, yeah. I still, I, I, saw, mean, I saw, I still saw people yeah. hating on that. Um, it's, it's, and, 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 and you know what? That's interesting because I mean, here's the thing. Well, I mean, a show so popular, right? That draws from source material, as you said, just you know, a little couple of books. Yeah, um, <laughs> and also all of the, the 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 money that they invested in in this show, you're going to have polarized reactions. Um, so I think it's a little bit of damned if you do, damned if you don't. There's going to be situations in which people are not going to be happy. Especially with, with uh, dealing with people's expectations. And expectations, uh, I think someone, one of my friends was talking about how, you know, it's almost, it, it's, the, the, the hype of something can almost be some things undoing, in a way. Yeah. Meaning, like, if you, yeah. it's built up so much, like, how do you even finish it off? But I mean, as uh, a viewer and someone who's been through this, you know, a few times, it's 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 about lowering your expectations. I believe, and just enjoying the ride. Mm. And so that's something I did, and just like I was just like, I wanted to see what these showrunners who brought this magnificent story to life, what they had in store for us. And like that's a, one more uh, thing I like to say about the showrunners who brought this thing to life. I think something that has been lost and we've talked about it a lot Je- uh, Jeffrey is uh, the fact that like there was this thing where they the moment they diverge from the books yes true obviously you have the books to source from straight up you can use their conversations like you know to a T but George R.R. R. Martin has been there this whole time 
he is like he has been guiding them. He has yeah. been he he is an executive producer on the show. He is he's he is listed as a writer on all these episodes. He is telling them the story. And yeah. yes, you don't have the same thing where you have the rich context of the book to bring to life. But this is still Martin's story. Like I like I Yeah, I mean that's my fundamental if I had to have a criticism, my fundamental criticism, right, is that like the book provides for this rich, you know, universe building. Yeah. The show, they made a decision to have it be eight seasons. Mm. Um and so obviously there was some acceleration Absolutely. in that. And I think that, you know, there's some I think some pretty um, effective criticisms, which we're probably going to get into, yeah. but I think kind of getting back to the original sort of meat of your of your question, right? Um, there's a difference because the book stopped, and yeah. but George sat D and D down and said, "This is the the end." From what I understand, they stayed pretty true to the to the broad strokes of that ending. So what we have is fundamentally what we're probably going to see in these books moving forward. Now, what were they? What was the ending that they told? Like, how much of the specifics of the ending were what they told them? A, Arya kills the Night King, or B, that John kills Daenerys. Because the the biggest the the biggest one I would say is um, the John Daenerys conflict. John murdering Daenerys. Is that the one that that George W. R. Martin had in his head from the beginning? Was he setting this up from the beginning? Is this the plot point that he told D&D and they kind of worked for? Because the biggest, I mean, so the biggest uh, criticism that I've seen from across social media and across the internet is Daenerys' turn to evil happened too fast. And it was, it lazy writing is the quotes that I've heard. Um... Is it lazy writing or is it they only had like six episodes and X amount of dollars and they're like, we need to like get this in and and get to the final point of John killing Daenerys, which I thought was super fucking monumental, super effective in the show. Mm-hmm. I fucking loved it. I loved the, the first half hour of episode six was fucking brilliant. So a few things I have to say to that. First... Um, I would bet a six pack of beer that that was one specific plot a hoppy point. IPA. Yeah, hoppy IPA. Yeah, yeah. That uh, a that, Dornish, that, a Dornish a, wine, a, a Dornish red, or you know, or, or some some strong wine, um, which is the, is an unsung alcoholic hero <laughs> of the of the whole series. <laughs> I imagine that George sat them down, and in fact, one specific plot point he said was like, "John's going to kill Daenerys." Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm almost positive. I don't know. I'm, I'm just. This is just like you know a really strong it's, feeling. Yes. But beyond yeah. that, I mean, and, and here is, let me get into sort of a Picayunish um, 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 criticism there, right? So that is an idea that actually has existed out in the internet theory space for a long time, right? That somehow there would be some sort of John, if he is the hero, you know, Azora High sticks his sword into his girlfriend, Nisa Nisa, it becomes Lightbringer, and he's able to defeat um, mm-hmm. the, the, the Great Other. Um, and that, I think, is... A template for it, um, but of course, you know the interesting part about it is that it doesn't happen at all like that kind of theoretical antecedent. Mm. Um, in in other words, um, so John does this thing, and a lot of fans like me are like, "This is this we, we we we've seen this. This is a precedent. This is this is an archetype." Yeah. But then it kind of doesn't sort of follow that same trajectory, mm. and so it's like, I mean, what that what that would have looked like? Arya was a faceless man. Mm. Yeah. Why didn't she faceless more times? Yeah, I'm curious. A lot about of that. lot of people were like, yeah. "Why did she go kill?" Yeah, but uh, uh, please. It, well, just 
and I hate to cut you off just because bringing up Arya as a faceless thing, the idea of bringing her back to humanity was big for me. I mean, just the fact that she did go off the rails in a way that she became this, um, you know, assassin, cool, like, different person. And then all of a sudden, you know, we see her wanting to get laid on the last night. And then we see the Hound, who was like a mentor in a lot of ways to her, who's off walking off to his demise, his sure demise, getting through to her. And you see her turn right back to a human being. And I just thought that was beautiful. I think I think you're right, and I think that obviously, like Arya is a fan favorite. She's somebody yeah. who people identify with in a lot of ways. And you know, she took a kind of a brand turn, right? Yeah. There was a time yeah. where she was she that's, was also a little weird. She was also oh, a little that's, creepy. I think that's what I was just getting especially, at. She was, gone. she was off the rails. Especially yeah. season seven when they were really pushing: Is she going to try and kill Sansa? Mm-hmm. They were they were yes. really playing that yes. up. And but then I think at the I mean, for sure. One of the most emotional scenes that I encountered, and we have talked about this multiple times in this podcast, how often Brian cries at movies and at TV shows. If we don't talk about Brian crying, it's not a Welcome to the Party Pal episode. Um, The scene when Arya and Jon have their reunion in episode one, man. He's welling up right now. Yeah, I was leaking. I was leaking (laughs) tears at the time. Um, I think the one of the things that they drove home, uh, especially in this season, is the idea of the 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 lone wolf dies, but the pack survives. And it mm. really, this whole mm. show has been about the Starks. Mm. Uh, the whole the whole book has been about the Starks, and they introduce these characters, and the characters go off in their separate directions, and it takes them eight seasons to get back to where they were, where they're a strong family unit. And I think, like, once, like, John, Sansa, Bran, and Arya are all together, that's when you really see Arya's... Um, humanity. humanity. Humanity, yeah. That's, yeah. What, that's where you see... Let's just pour one out for Rickon, who also, yeah. like, <laughs> he could not run in a zigzag. I mean, that's the first thing. If archers are going to shoot things at me, um, I'm going to run in a zigzag. Also, I don't think it was archers. I believe it was just Ramsey. <laughs> it was just Ramsey. Um, so it's he's like... Not that good. Good. <laughs> he's not that good. He's not... He's Archery's not, hard, yeah. so... <laughs> just run, I mean, literally, zigzag. So right now in the books, he's, though, Rickon is still alive, uh, hopefully on Skagos, yeah. um, 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 having... Um, Escape there with Shaggy Dog. Um, I think that I think you're right. I mean, I think that the Stark story is clearly um, very important to this. Um, but in some ways, it's interesting because the Targaryen story basically ends. Right? What's John going to do north of the Wall? And we're just b- going straight to that last scene, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so John's going marching north of the Wall. He's got his his good friend Tormund. He's got his dog. Um, which I think, you know, I mean... You like, finally pet, people. Everything's okay. Yeah. Yes. You, you <laughs> it's fucking, fine. You, you haters can shut the <laughs> fuck up. Him and his dog are good. Him, Tormund, and Ghost are going to have a... Have a si- they have a sitcom spinoff. Uh, let's find my tweet about that, though, because I thought yeah, I, I thought I'd give a very, very... I, I, I left my phone over there, yeah, to, uh, but you can pull it up. I think it was something along the lines of, you know, uh, at the end of, like, the most lucrative television <laughs> it series. It all came down. I know it, it You know, like, the only thing people could agree on that was good was, the, was, was that he pet his dog. I and think, they were like, really happy about that. Which I think in our article this week um, that we're about to publish, our deconstruction this week, I described it as... Pet gate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was pet gate was a big thing. Uh, yeah, it was really 
So, something oh, to, I like yeah. this. We, we got to get into this with the Danish prince uh, Sansa's face, the Don, um, the Dornish prince, the face he made. Yeah, and like yeah, we're, we're about to go into Sansa, so we'll wait on that. And and I'll just say, well, you're looking for it. I mean, the reason I made so the, the, the joke I made was that the Dornishman's face. Imagine yeah. developing the most expensive and lucrative television experience ever, based on one of the richest fantasy series of all time, with knights, dragons, giants, epic struggles, love. And theories, all that, and the only satisfying part of the finale is that a guy pet his dog. <laughs> <laughs> so I was pretty proud of that. Um, that I had to, I had to wait on my hot takes um, because it was because I was really processing that last episode yeah. and so forth, and I think that was more commentary on people's views. But 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 to contextualize the Dorners thing, and then to get back to John. Um, the Dornish were the last kingdom um, oh. conquered, and actually they came They came into the realm initially, um, uh, it was uh, Darren the Young Targaryen, but he only held on to Dorne for a couple of years. He was killed. Dorne was independent again. Mm-hmm. They only came back by their own volition through yeah. a marriage. Be- because yeah. it, was, it, it was very difficult to conquer Dorne because of the, uh, the, uh, the landscape of it. I Water. Mean, Huh? Well, of, and uh, desert. And water desert. and water desert. And, desert. Water and, and they desert. always joke. They said the Dornish don't fight like normal people. Yeah. They come out and they'll 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 cut your throat and then when you go to like destroy their city, they'll all just kind of disappear. They don't line up like the redcoats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah, so so I need to get back to John for one second, right? So you have him and he is the last Targaryen, literally, and he's going to what I imagine is to live in a kind of obscurity. Yeah. And, and and there's no judgment there. I'm I'm actually an Obi-Wan. Kind of, kind of fiend. Oh wow! Yeah. wow. Yeah. He really it's didn't want happening. it. He really didn't yeah. want he it. Truly, it turns out he truly didn't want it. And um, I always think that all the pieces matter in great television writing. And I believe Game of Thrones is great television writing. And so there's always these little hints leading up to it. And just Tormund, he didn't, who didn't say a word this episode, but the last time we saw him, he's, he was looking at John and being like, "You, you." Belong in the north. Yeah, you're you're home. You're, 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 you're a northerner, like yeah. and like that's why like it just made sense. A lot of it made, and maybe I'm making it make sense, but like it what? just we wanted whatever you wanted is whatever you wanted. But like just seeing you know where they ended up, if you can you can draw it back to things that they did beforehand. Mm-hmm. You but, know what I mean? But let me ask you this real quick, yeah. just to stay on that. What? What were they leading? They were leading wildlings back to. That's a good. That's yeah, where, where were good, they what's going? What's your thought on John in his pack going up there? I would love to hear that. So they sent him to the Night's Watch, and clearly there's a slight wink, wink, and a nod, nod, which is like Night's Watch doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> there's a gaping hole. I'm no, surprised the wall existed. The wall didn't exist for the wildlings, right? That's yeah. the thing that that's that's established very early. Initially, we're like, oh, the wildlings. It's not that, right? The wall was set up, in fact, to really protect the land of the living and. The, the realm of the reality from the realm of the magic, mm-hmm. right? Because the north of the wall is where the Mysterioso is. It's where the magic is. It's where the, the evil is, to some extent, but not completely. I, I just believe it's kind of the idea that, like, th- these old distinctions are there. The wheel is broken, yeah. mm-hmm. and that means a lot of different things. And to that extent, though, he's basically going to be living a free life, right? I mean, this is very much the uh, a frontier kind of situation. Free to brood as he's much going, as he wants. He's going back to the cave. The cave where uh, he's hopefully Egret. finding he's hopefully finding another egret and going back to the cave and living out I his days there. I love to say there. the word egret. Like that, and that's something that 
I Brian knows how emotional I was about some of the um, you know dissent that occurred, it just because there were so many moments throughout the years that just meant so much to me. And there's this thing where, you know, I didn't want this whole experience that is the Game of Thrones experience over eight years, over eight seasons, to be defined by this dissent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just because I, I just watched all these moments and just you said you regret. Like, you, like she, it was just so beautiful, that whole thing. Yeah, so I, I think, like... They are married in real life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're good. They're yeah, good. They're good. Mike, Mike, you have your. They're, they're spooning to me. Yeah, yeah. Good. Don't worry. Um, um, I, I think it's a, a. So I have. A, we've we've talked about this a lot, and I have this theory about the the descent and the hate that we're talking about towards episode eight, and I think it's. I think this is a weird. I think um, social psychologists could have a field day with the national psyche of American viewers watching this final episode of Game of Thrones and all of a sudden having, where we have not had this fucking hate towards this show at all. We have, but it's been in the span you're talking about. So not just when you wrote, like it's, Seinfeld had it. Breaking no, 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 I'm, I'm saying within Game of Thrones. Oh, within Game of Thrones, yes. Dude, you've never yes, seen Well, it. there was the Red Wedding reaction, which was not like a dismiss, it was like a... <laughs> yeah, like 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 a shock, but 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 it but, but it didn't like kind of dismantle the show yeah. watchers' <laughs> right. desire to see it. Yeah. It was just like, oh my goodness! It what was, are we, what you, are we watching? We saw, what we is saw, this about? yeah, during what that, during that, we, so I saw bad. a lot of, yeah. I, I saw a lot of shit where it was just like, I'm not watching this anymore because I'm not going to be tortured by this shit. And most fans were just like, shut the fuck up, baby! Like this is Game <laughs> of Thrones. Yeah. This one though, this season, I think you saw like a real fucking like schism mm. in like the the psyche of of the viewers and i think it comes down to he, americans in particular are so entitled these days that they have been committing to this show for 8 9 years and they they have had in their minds how the show is going to end they have like really set out like here are the characters that are going to make it to the end uh, good is going to triumph over evil. Here is what Daenerys is like. Here's what John is like. There's going to be a happy ending. It's been fucking bad this whole time, but good is going to prevail. Whatever people have had in their heads, and at the like very early on in this season, they've realized that it's like they're not going to get what they've came for, what they've committed all this time for, and this sense of entitlement has like made them so angry at what at what they aren't getting from a show that doesn't fucking they don't deserve anything the show doesn't like you're not entitled to the ending that you think was going to happen well you're not entitled to it but i think that like listen i the realm of people's fantasies about what they wanted to happen i think that there's a measured response which is like this isn't the ending i wanted um, and then I think you have to kind of process it like an adult from there. Yeah. And so, for instance, like, I, I'll say, the trajectory of the I'm, I'm getting over some aspects of it. Like, John leaving the scene, like, to me, that looked like a sad 
March North, and I and I don't think that's what it's supposed I don't, to be. I don't think that's what they were saying at all. As one example, I think that I think that there's a. I actually thought they were gonna put a smile on his face a little bit. Remember, like when he was. I would hope. I was. I was thinking they were gonna like. John, John's, <laughs> John's too mopey. But, but, well, but, also but too he had. Yeah. Yeah. He, he had to brood. We we need him to brood. But I will say, let, let's get to one of the, the heart of the matter, right? Which is like you know, and everyone kind of. I think we sort of felt this when Miss Ande died, and yeah. you kind of saw. Um, Daenerys' reaction, but I really think, uh, Brian, to your point, is that it, it was really when Daenerys, there was a pivot moment where she sees Jean King's Landing, the bells finally ring, everyone looks around, and we had about what maybe like twenty five seconds mm. while things are just kind of very strange. She's, she's and tense. taking in the Red Keep. She's thinking about her everything, like her history, everything yeah. that like her family has been through. Like in that moment, so, that's what she's thinking and that, about. And that pivot to to a lot of people, I think that was the moment where people felt whatever you want to describe it as so, betrayal, um, um, anger, um, a sense of entitlement um, based on the fact that what they what they probably wanted. And listen, I think Americans also in these last two years of endless political turmoil. We have, you know, and so forth. They, uh, I think they do. This is dir- they want a happy ending. Yeah, this is directly. This is directly related to Trump. A hundred percent. Yeah, I just want to go back to the uh, days where. Uh, yeah, I have a lot of problems with uh, baby boomers' politics and baby boomers' actions through the years, but the baby boomers all united behind MASH. <laughs> and we, like, they were just like, let's yeah. see this so, out. So, yeah. so can I pose this to you? Because we were, we were talking about this earlier. I was texting with some friends, and we were saying, and this is like the, the common theme that I'm saying, that I'm seeing. I'd um, like you to read this is, for a is that Is that Daenerys, uh, the, that Danny, then, her, her change happened too quickly. And that, like, no one saw it coming, and that sloppy writing, blah, 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 blah. I, and I, I just like to say before you read this, I'm excited you're reading this. I disagree totally. The entire season was steered toward this, meaning the entire series was steered toward this. And if you look back, there are moments in time that, like, she's been burning people the entire time. But I, I'm excited to hear Jeffrey's sure. take on this because, like, it's more measured than mine. Because I understand the limitations of, uh, uh, Teleplay, like book versus what you can see on the screen, and you can. I'm excited to see how uh, Martin, like, you're gonna get a first person perspective, maybe, of her snap. But like, how many pieces do you need to? They are beheading her friend. Yeah. They are so, sa- uh, like she's so, getting so, gone. So, uh, so I listed them out. I'm like, uh, some of my friends were saying that it, that it happened too too quickly, blah blah blah. And then I wrote down, and I, I thought about all of them. She, she's a Targaryen. Her family has a history of madness. She watched her brother get get killed in front of her, and she didn't bat an eye. She had a vision quest where she, where she saw herself in an ashen throne room in season two. She practiced an eye for an eye vengeance system that included cr- crucifying her victims and burning her <gasps> victims alive. She was betrayed by multiple people in her circle. She learned that she wasn't really the rightful heir to the throne. She burned the Tarleys alive, showing no mercy, even after Tyrion pleaded her not to. The man she loved wouldn't love her back. The North didn't love her or want her. Westeros that was a big thing. Westeros didn't love her or want her. Jorah was killed in front of her. Missandei was killed in front of her by Cersei. And then in her moment taking the city, she looked at the Red Keep, the symbol of her family that was taken from her, and she either snapped or she made the decision that she was taking taking the, the city and unleashing the dragon. 
there's so many evidence to point that what this was more do that, you want? that this was coming, I, especially within the the realm of a, not a book situation. Like, yeah. how many points do you need for her to be able to allow? Like, I know, and that's the expectation thing. I think you put her on a pedestal. It's hard to break that pedestal down to the point where you accept something like this. But they were staring at that way. Yeah. The entire time. Why did people put her on a pedestal? They put her on a yeah. pedestal because she had two things going for her. Well, she had a couple things going for her. Amelia um, Clark is, is amazing and a very compelling mm. um, uh, um, um, actress um, who does, does a fantastic job. Aside from that, though, the thing about Danny is that most of the people who she killed were bad guys. Mm-hmm. And, and I hate to simplify it in that way, but think about it. Uh, the, the slave traders, um, her brother, who was very abusive um, um, towards her. And, I, and this is a, a justification of her actions as much as it's just that, like, in the realm of fantasy storytelling, you can get behind even some of her more brutal actions because she was sort of going pound for pound with some of these, uh, quote, evil I was doers. fist pumping some of those moments, absolutely. And, and, so, and so I think that I, I am on the side of the turn happened too quickly because... The difference is, and, and let's just kind of make some comparisons. Um, Aegon the Conqueror was not loved in the North, mm-hmm. um, or anywhere for that matter. Mm-hmm. And he took the, the, the at the time the, the the it was he took six of the kingdoms uh, with fire and blood mm-hmm. um, in in ways that were really really awful. But yet there there were moments of conciliation there. Um, she had never, to my knowledge. Um, Murdered hundreds of thousands of civilians. <laughs> who, <laughs> to my knowledge, as and, well. <laughs> and and so and so to me, like like I get that. Yes, she had very much. And by the way, the Targaryens are yes, there might be kind of a gene for madness, so to speak. Yeah. But they also include people, um, a giant family tree of people, yeah. uh, some of whom were um, Jaehaerys the Conciliator. Um, stop! Even, stop! Go. Go do a, uh, we gotta do, give me, who is Jaehaerys the Conciliator? So Jaehaerys the Conciliator was after a lot of turmoil around some of the first Targaryen kings, um, including Maegor the Cruel and so forth. You have this, um, the, the, this king come up who is very, has a, has a, has a good temperament. Um, he can be tough. He can, he can do what he needs to do to preserve the throne, but he rules for... Oh gosh, I have to remember now. I think something like forty or fifty years. I mean, we're talking like a long rule. He consolidates so much of kind of the Westerosi culture, and it's a it's a, it's an age of real prosperity. Mm-hmm. Um, and how long? How long did the the Targaryens rule for? How long was that dynasty? Approximately two hundred and I think ninety years mm-hmm. um, from the from the from the founding of King's Landing and, and, the, and the conquest there um, um, through to Aegon the Conqueror's crowning at Old Town. And then it ends with Ares, uh, the Mad King, being murdered by Jaime Lannister. Top. And then, of course, the 35 minutes of Daenerys touching the Iron Throne. Yeah. In the <laughs> 35 yeah. seconds, maybe, yeah. of her touching the Iron Throne, yeah. right? And so, in fact, you know, so, so there, are, there are Targaryens that are um, very thoughtful that, um, you know, and listen, I think the other thing is the culture of, 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 this, of, this, of this place, of this era, there are not... Human rights is not a big thing. So even who we would consider good, um, a good king um, would be, you know, we would still have some qualms yeah. with um, human favorite, rights wise. Yeah, human rights wise makes me think of one of the year. One of my favorite takes of yours uh, during these deconstruction series that across the margin was um, 
And this is why I like your descent uh, of what's going on. Obviously, me and Brian are just like, we found ways to like, this is, you know, what the story they're telling us. But like, your uh, criticism is so analytical to me. And one of the things I liked was that you were like, not only does, you know, you were upset, as you just said, about the turn, but you're like, you looked at it as the way she was becoming a ruler wasn't wise in that if she wants to really become queen, you take the old queen and you bring her out in front of the people and like you behead her or like your military strategy uh, that is based in your Game of Thrones knowledge was very interesting in that way. And I think that's where you get the argument that there was kind of either a temporary or kind of some kind of madness, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and again, it's funny, as a, as a mental health worker, you know, obviously, um, there's sort of like, you know, mental illness plays out in, in obviously sure. a very different way in reality. But, you know, I think that, and I think you two make a good point because my argument is not so much that they couldn't have made that happen for her. Yeah. If George, if George's and then D&D's view is that they were going to make her turn on this become basically kind of a genocidal um, sort of like, and then she has that like very creepy Nuremberg speech, mm-hmm. um, that's <laughs> fine. Totally, that's yeah. totally I was going to bring up the SS. So, I was going to so bring up that's, that's, that's fine. I'm just saying, I mean, for me, it was, it was, it was, it was too fast, but I'm not like going to sit here and say, and I, and I, and I, and I reject and we need to reshoot <laughs> the entire thing because her and John need to actually get married and yeah. squash the beef yeah. and, and, and on all of that good stuff. And, and it's funny cause I want a beef yeah. squash. I want yeah. to reshoot. Yeah. beef squash. But, um, <laughs> right. But we had, we had discussed this. I know that you had wanted me to make this point. You please. Um, that I really, in this whole, like, uh, along this whole, like, uh, line of thinking, I really dug in the last episode how for the first time uh, the whole the whole series as she's building up her army as she's building up the Unsullied as she's getting the Dothraki as her dragons are growing bigger you're fucking rooting it and you're like I can't wait for her to get to Westeros I can't wait for her to like unleash this shit she finally really does and for the first time I was like I'm terrified of Daenerys Stormborn. Yeah, she got and scary. She got they really scary. scary. And like you appreciate, you're a fan of it until the tables are turned on yeah. you. And I think that it was a really good commentary on the the seduction of power. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and of what it can she do to a person. And what's what now? Like, and just take it all. Uh, I also like some of the dissent was a little like. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, the seduction of power thing's yeah. a big deal to me, but. uh even when that episode started, she's in a room and her, like, it's like she doesn't even have makeup on. Like, like her eyes, like, she's never looked like this. Right. She is, like, When broken. she's looking out the window. And Tyrion comes in there and is pleading with her, like, you're going to, like, if it comes to it, you're going to act this way, right? And she is, like, she's, in my mind, she was already gone. Yeah. That's why when people yeah. are, like, it was on the Red Keep. Like, she is already a different person than we've... And, and that he's pedestal. just like... And he's, he was disturbed. And I and love she that knows he, that somebody... I that, love that he... I'm going to go on a little Tyrion rant here real yeah, go quick. go for it. Tyrion, uh, at that moment, he was trying to get her to do the right thing. And also turning in Varys at that point. He's turning in Varys, which is a big deal to him. That's his best friend. In that episode, he said bye to his brother and his best friend. That was disturbing to me. I'm, this is my guy. Him... At the beginning of this 
season finale, series finale, him being the guide through the whole thing was amazing to me. It shows it was about the Starks, but it was about the Starks and Tyrion. He was he was like this pivotal piece, mm-hmm. and he guided us through the whole thing. In the beginning, he Game of Thrones splained the entire <laughs> thing about about Danny's turn to John. It felt like me the entire week leading up to that series when I'm like, yo, we've seen it. He was he was apologizing to John. He was apologizing to Varys. He's like he knew, mm. he knew, and he was explaining her whole turn. It was an amazing thing, and he actually was so pivotal in the series that not only like this episode was cut into two parts, if you, it like essentially meaning before like in the ashes of the destruction and then. The, 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 the build, the aftermath, and that's what started. There was a black black space, and then he was walking up all dirty and grizzled. His yeah. beard was longer. But he walked us into that as well, where he was the one who... And I will get in... Like, I will get behind, more than anything, the brand problem, more than the Danny problem. But, like, I don't have a problem with it, because Tyrion walked me into it he said why like this is the best alternative and his pitch made so much sense to me why that freak in the wheelchair would be the best ruler right oh I have two dissents here well first I have a, I have a quip <laughs> so the quip is did you, know, did you notice the irony that like when the book comes out <laughs> he's not mentioned in it and yet very much the, and more in the show more so I think than in any other um, kind of part of the canon um, is Tyrion basically the thread um, that brings everything together? Right? He in goes the book, up, you would say that. No, no, I would say less in the book. Oh, less in the book, but yeah. more in the show. No, Tyrion it, is emphatically is, by driven home by the series finale. He is the thread that binds, and the, and the voice of it. And yep. listen, he is in Winterfell when 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 King Rob Robert goes up there. Yeah, um, he goes to the wall with John. He passes yep. off the wall. I mean, you know, and of course, I think we'd all want to do that to some extent, right? And then he's back down. He's <laughs> at the Battle of the Blackwater, right? Mm-hmm. And then he goes across to Essos, right? He finds his way, right? Well, obviously he. He doesn't murder Joffrey. We 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 know that uh, he's accused of it, but he does m- murder his dad. <laughs> he then escapes out and so forth. Right. So so he is present everywhere. I mean, his name is first in the um in in, in the cre- in the yeah, opening credits for a reason. Yeah. Because he's the star of the show. The star of the show. His and and I'll just say some other stuff. His acting was was absolutely <sighs> fantastic. It was absolutely pivotal. Yeah. I don't. <sighs> but I don't believe. I don't believe the brand story is the best story. I I, I I I don't think you're dissenting from my opinion. I think I was saying. Yeah. I think Bran. I think Bran has a compelling story. Yeah. I think it's, I, yeah, it, it's a compelling story, but not the best story. Like I mean, think about John's story. You did like kill resurrection. Like, is a, is resurrection is a big deal. <laughs> I, I, yeah, we touched yeah. upon we touched but upon a lot of that imagery. It, it's yeah. um, I kind of had a I fucking hate. Okay, so one of the <laughs> one of the best <laughs> my. Uh, my girlfriend is a very passive GOT watcher. She has never really said anything out loud during eight seasons of watching this show. I mean, even the Red Wedding, I don't even think she, like... She didn't gasp? No, she was just like, wait, did that happen? Like, you know, she didn't really... When they crowned him king, she just, like, <laughs> said out loud, she's like, Bran? Like, they, they, they gave Bran the... the uh, he w- he he wins the Game of Thrones. That's what. Would it, it be the first time Bran made 
people right. shit their pants. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, but I, I did, I did find that like for a long time, I fucking anytime Brand was on, anytime Brand was on screen, I was like, get him the fuck off. I don't want to watch Brand. But then at a certain point, I think it's the season with uh, with Hold the Door mm. when he becomes a Three Eyed Raven when he really like starts also, to like also a nice build up to what happened. Yeah, if you think about it, I really got They've into been building pieces. Man. I really got into his powers. The same way in, like, the Avengers, where at some point I was just like, man, Doctor Strange's powers are, like, the dopest fucking powers. Mm. Like, when you have these, like, super mystical, different realms, different realities, like, time and space doesn't exist. No one else has that shit. He was the biggest threat to the fucking Night King. Mm. At a certain point, he does become very compelling, and he does become a super powerful tool. The problem... In storytelling, and you're seeing we didn't, it with we your, didn't know enough. You, the problem we was, didn't know enough. Yeah, it, for the, I mean, and I maybe the books will shed a light on this, but like a lot of people, and I hate that this episode is based on so much of the uh, Twitter action that like I've seen of the episode. But like uh, with the brand thing, it makes sense to me the 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 clapback. But when it comes to his powers. We do not know enough. So everyone's like, he knows everything. Yeah. I don't think he knows everything. He's always been... This is my take. And I'm, please, Jeffrey. I will... Yeah, fun. no, I'll jump like, in. Yeah, yeah. I need you for this. But, like, I don't think he knows everything. He's always... Anytime he has, like... Um, what's it called? When he goes Green back... Tech? When he goes, like, he goes, his eyes... Isn't there yeah. a name? Yerg? War- 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 oh, no, well, he wargs into animals. Oh, okay. yeah. But, yeah. but green sight is a different Green sight when he goes back. He can do so, both. So, he goes he's back fully to, equipped. like, he goes... Yeah, he's, he's fully equipped. <laughs> yeah. 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 so, except, except for the use of his legs. Yeah. Right? Well, <laughs> but you know what? I mean, I think he flies. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's differently he able. He yeah. He's differently able. Definitely able. Well said. Social It's not... It's not that he knows everything he has specifically from what we've seen in the show gone back to different moments for different reasons it's not like he it's not like he knows everything as far as we know but he has you know he, he can access it he, he can yes, access he it. is yeah. tuned it's in the weirwood should internet. access better it's, yeah. the, it's the weirwood mm-hmm. internet is, 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 and I didn't invent that. That's a concept that's on, on the message boards the, the weirwood internet yeah. so the idea is that one um he can warg and into animals, including birds, and that can give him kind of just like, oh, I want to see what's happening here, right? It's a little bit like when Sauron would send a bunch of birds to go see the Fellowship of the Ring when they're near, um, it's not Weathertop, but that other, that other cliff. Um, the Weirwood green site is very much this idea that he can tap into the Weirwood as a kind of um, um, a vision of what's happening all across the kingdoms. And people tend to see that the children of the forest used those as ways to communicate with each other before the first men came. When you kind of put all of these things together, he has essentially access to all knowledge, but he doesn't own all knowledge. And so... Such a great difference. So the access is really important, right? right. I have access to... Um, everything on the internet. I have not read every Wikipedia page. Right? Yeah, and, yeah, and I think that's kind of it. And so in some ways, he's like, oh, 
like let me like oh where's Drogon like at the at the, yeah. at, the at the meeting he's like oh let me find him <laughs> was, and you know he's kind of boss he's like yeah I'm about to go do that by the way great <laughs> theory I heard about to go fight a dragon great theory I heard is that yeah. Drogon took Daenerys body back to Valyria to yeah, old Valyria did you guys Valeria. hear that it, no, was that, was that you? no it was, was not, that you? it was I will take it but okay. it was not me no, no, go on. It has to be Valyria but yeah yeah so so old Valyria um is and the doom that had Valyria made it in such a way that it's essentially like if you kind of look at the map of Essos which kind of looks like Asia it's sort of like, it's almost like where Saudi Arabia would yeah, be. Yeah. But when the Targaryens left um, um, Valeria before the Doom and moved to Dragonstone, the rest of the Valerians, with the exception of House Valerian... Hang on, hang on, let's back up. Yeah. So, so just, for, yeah, just, for our, just for our listeners yeah. and for me... Yes. <laughs> why did Valer- what the doom? Why did Valeria leave? Uh, why did the Targaryens leave Valeria? What was the doom? Explain a little. The bit. Targaryens had a premonition that something bad was going to happen. They didn't know exactly what it was. So um, um, I, I forget the sort of Targaryen ancestor moves the family to Dragonstone, which we all know is in the Narrow Sea. Mm-hmm. It's closer to Westeros, which is essentially the westernmost we outpost of Valeria because of Valeria. Right. Ran everything in the in the near in the near east, I would say. So they move out, and we don't know. There was there was a premonition. There was a dream. Somebody thought someone was gonna was it, you know something bad was gonna happen. About a hundred years later or so after that, a doom hits Valyria. Nobody knows what it is. And it destroyed their advanced civilization. What did you say? A doom. A doom. That's and that's what Jorah. That's the uh, the. Yeah, no, grayscale is a whole different deal. Grayscale is an infectious disease that affects that that, that affects humans. Ah. Um, and in fact, but aren't they in Valeria when he gets the grayscale? What's happening here is Brian just realized the depth of our Got Guru's knowledge. Yeah. He's just like, it's like no one can go to Valeria. <laughs> this is what's crazy. Oh, I didn't even realize when we you, were recording. Yeah, yeah when, you, when you when you when you take a boat, say to Slavers Bay, right yeah. to Marine as one example. Um, um, there you basically pass the smoking, burning ruins like 300 years later, it's still smoking. And if you, you can't go there, it's like, it's like, it's, it's kind of like, um, it's sort of like a Chernobyl no man's land. So what, what caused it? No one knows. Ah. This is a this is a big mystery. Now, if you read the world of Ice and Fire, which is the wait, ch- we're allowed to have mysteries. I thought everything was supposed to be spelled out perfectly. <laughs> yes, isn't, isn't, that, that, isn't that what uh, television viewers demand? That they do, they do is demand out. that. Yeah, we're not allowed to have any mystery. Yeah, I mean, there's so many mysteries. Like, um, for instance, um, the and I'll, this is just a very quick aside. But like, if you go to Old Town and you see the High Tower. That's named after the the, the 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 family. The house high tower is named after this high tower. The base is this named wood. after the guy from Police Academy. Yes, exactly, <laughs> absolutely, and who, who was probably one of my favorites besides <laughs> yeah, besides it. besides Michael. But he, uh, he pulled out the front seat. So yeah, he's, that's right. Yeah, and then and then there and, and of course um, Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> you can't, yeah, how can you? Come on. So so the the the, the high tower in Old Town um, has this oily black stone at its base, and that oily black stone is found everywhere. And there's the sense in the world of ice and fire, which is sort of like the geography encyclopedia Britannica of, 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 of the the song of ice and fire universe. Those black oily stones are found everywhere. And they think that it is reminiscent of an ancient people called the deep ones who are very much related to that kind of Lovecraftian idea of, and I haven't actually, hang on, stop. (laughs) Lovecraftian just, just a definite uh, HP Love uh, of or pertaining to HP Lovecraft's like enormous ah, kind of universe. Copy. So in other words, we have this kind of 
Which, what? like, I know people, like, that's their religion. That is their religion. That's and, their religion. And George, especially in the kind of universe building, which, you know, you get a little bit of in the shows, but you really have to dig into kind of the literary um, um, piece to get into it. And it's not just the Song of Ice and Fire books. It's the song of, it's, it's, it's the, the, the tales of Duncan Egg. Mm. It's the, it's the, it's the, um... So, uh, the, the Dance of the Dragons yeah. um, and all of the novellas he's written. He allows... <laughs> he novellas. They're like... <laughs> I know. But he allows... Like published novellas and like... Novella, like they're 100 pages. So I mean, you know, like, yeah. But he allows for some deep mystery there yeah. and for and for things to be left unsaid. And, and in some ways, it, he's, he's, he's going off of Tolkien there. Because yeah. there's a lot of deep mysteries, right? I mean, I think that like... <laughs> Is it Tolkien... Yeah, Tolkien. Well, no. Tolkien. Oh, I say Tolkien. I don't. Uh, no, 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 I you're right. I say Tolkien. I might not be. I mean, it's, it's, it's English. Trust me. You're right. But I, I love the idea of, of mysteries, though, because like one of the things I did love about the fi- uh, finale, which I love the whole thing, um, and I'm not afraid to say it. Happy to say it, actually, in the face of, of what I've seen. But like, I love the idea of thinking about what's next. And so we got to see John going north of the wall. Like, what's next? It wasn't, like, totally told for us. Like, Sansa, who we're about to talk well, about. sexual adventures with wildly. Very, I'm very, assuming. very. He's, yeah, he's done with defending the realms of men. It's time. He wants it's, to t- fuck. it's time to party. It's time to fuck. It's time to yeah. party. But, like, and Tormund's Arya, gonna show him. Arya, like, you Tor- know. Tormund's <laughs> gonna show him how to fuck. Yeah. He, 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 he yeah, he, they know. But, like, each of those specific Stark... Endings was open in a way that allowed you to imagine. Yeah. What's next? And I love that. So, I don't mean to steer. Anything. Well, just one more mystery. Okay. What happened to the Dothraki? <laughs> like, yeah. thought they all died. Then they actually lived, and then they, and then, and then, yeah. um, and then Grey Worm takes all the think, Unsullied to Nath, and I, then where I think they? That they were used for a visual <laughs> effect because the visual effect of them. Getting stamped out. That was actually, and you know this from our our, our writings. That was because uh, you know how unabashedly and almost embarrassingly I love this series. You, I don't think you've seen me upset about anything because I just I'm taking it all in and like you're analytically dissecting it, and that's what we do. You were viscerally but the, moved but, but by that moment. Di- the, the Dothraki being sent. Yes, I was viscerally moved, but but but, but the Dothraki just like. I'm like, they got played. Like, of course they want it in on that. They want to, like, right. let us lead. Well, like, from, a, of from course. a military standpoint, why would you send in a your military cavalry? Standpoint. Why would you send in your cavalry why would, before why, you're it's your what, what I said is, like, you know, I, I've heard of the wait until you, you know, until you see the white of their eyes. But, like, you don't charge into that dark night. Like, if I was to have any... Not with like your cavalry. Not, well, not you know, with your best. Yeah. Well, no, not with guys who can like stand up on a horse oh, please. and shoot. <laughs> the Battle of Winterfell is a, a hot mess, but but you have to realize is that they set it to the Elton John song "Candle in the Wind," <laughs> and so just at the moment when if they, you watch it that way, though, if you do it that way, and it was it was actually that weird. Um, it, it was it was kind of you know the, the sort of that that just weird moment where like everything goes out and it's like you you know you live your life like yes the Dothraki did live their lives like a candle in the wind, um, and uh, no but that's actually not true. So don't listeners do not try to play. Or maybe do. You know what? Do. Do that. Do play that scene with Candle in the Wind. See what that, happens. That could be the new uh, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of Dark the Moon. Dark Side of the Moon, yeah. Uh, and Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz, yes. Like, uh, a young Brian will smoke opium for the first time, <laughs> and uh, 
and uh, and watch uh, the Dothraki charging to Candle in the Wind. So it took us 50 minutes to get to the most important moment, not only in this season, but in this entire series, where Sansa tells the mediocre, uh, mildly accomplished, deeply entitled, out-of-his-league white man to sit down as he attempted to rise to a position he most definitely did not deserve. I mean, we have to talk to Sansa right now for the reason that she had one of the most crazy arcs of this whole series. She went through hell and back and for an O2. So, uh, you are with me, Brian, and Jeffrey right now, but um, we were supposed to be with Chrissy Trujula, who's wrote a lot of pieces for us at Across the Margin, and they're all great. And uh, I wish she was here today. She was supposed to be. Um, happy birthday, Chrissy. Happy birthday. Uh, congratulations and on the engagement. Um, but she, the entire time, there was two things that she stood behind, is that Danny was like... She was. She, no one was more shocked about the outrage about Danny's bad. She the whole time she's like, "Yo, Dan, yo, Danny's fucked up." But more than that, she has saw Sansa as the queen of the North the whole time, and it was it was just wonderful. Like when 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 she got that crown, I thought about Christy and all her writing, and um, I'm gonna just read because she couldn't be here tonight. We were taxing, and I was just like, "You have to, you have, you have to be a part of this in some way." And she wrote, my sweet, my sweet, sweet baby Sansa, queen in the north. She, there's, there's so many O's in that north. First off, called it. Second off, just like her mother, she's grown into a very wise woman. I'm so proud of her. <laughs> she, said, like, she, she loves Sansa like I, like I love my daughter. Like I love The red-headed Stark woman have always been the voice of reason, even when people didn't want to hear it. Kat told Rob not to get married and it cost them their lives. Sansa told John Danny was a crazy bitch and it cost thousands of people their lives. I think the two of them, in this capacity, often get backlash because people don't like that behavior. And people were annoyed with Sansa telling Tyrion the truth after swearing to John. But she did what she knew was necessary for the people and for, and for the real, like a true boss. <laughs> I, always, I always knew that she was destined for greatness I think her character from seasons 1 through 8 Was truly one of the best In parentheses only Solid character well, that's, some, that's, some, that's some Sorry I had to yeah. say that hate coming <laughs> In parentheses only Solid character developments That we've seen through to the end Where some, where some were thrown out a window <coughs> Cough Jamie cough They actually kept her in character while I am disappointed she isn't sitting on the chair in the Melted Thrones place, I do love that they made her queen. All I've ever cared about were the Stark woman. Cheers, by the way. And they both had solid endings. Yes, there were, they definitely could have been more with Arya's ability to take a face. But I like the idea that she's gone off to discover the new world. Sans syphilis. She wrote that. Not me. That's... that's and, please... Let us all, for, all forever remember that in her final lines on the show, Sansa told her mediocre straight white, white male uncle to shut the fuck up and then reminded everyone that her brother was impotent. 
<laughs> Legend. So, 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 so there's a lot, a lot here. So, Ed, Ed, so one, Edmure Tully shows back up, and um, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, like, and where, where's the blackfish? Blackfish dead. Is he? Though? He's dead. You he never died in the see show. Him no, back. in the show he dies. In the books he escapes. Um, but where does he die in the show? Remember when they're at? Um, I River- remember last seeing him. But, did, but he was kind of in. So, 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 um, so River Run is being invaded, basically, and I think the last thing is that he's an off-screen death. He's which you, we always know. You always have to be very iffy about off-screen. Right. Actually, we need everything to be spelled out perfectly <laughs> in shows. If, if everything's going to be okay, we need everything spelled out. They did that to themselves though, because they did a lot of off-screen uh, deaths absolutely. that turned out not to be deaths, absolutely. right? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so I mean, it was. It, so, so there's Good that, point. and one, um, Chrissy. Um, I never knew the origin. I still don't know the origin of, of her username, but Catullys. K A Tully is from. Is it is he as of House Tully? Because yeah. that's where Catelyn's no, from. It's it's a nod to Catelyn. Nice. Her favorite character, like, is Catelyn. Catelyn. Yeah. yeah, which makes so, sense. And 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 you know and 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 much love respect to uh, to Chrissy there. So so one, I've also and you know this. It's well established. I've been a Sansa apologist for the longest of times. Me, you, and Chrissy are Team Sansa I, through and I through. Beca- I became. Are you har- in? I became. You gonna join us? I became hardcore Team Sansa. Yeah. Uh, season six. Mm. Yeah. So I was late to the game. And uh, that was the and, point, though. And I was, I was uh, all of a sudden, like by the end of that season, I was just like, "When did Sansa become the baddest motherfucker?" Baddest bitch. Well, you know, unfortunately, we know a huge reason why she had a lot of post-traumatic growth. Which is to say that when you experience trauma, you can go two ways. Yeah, you can't ever be the same. You either can get, you can, you can have it kind of go south, right? And that's a post-traumatic stress disorder. Which can be both acute and I've chronic. I've actually never heard the word post-traumatic it's growth. A, it's, so it's a that new. That makes it, so much sense. It's a new and emerging construct yeah. um, about the way in which people um, using not just internal resources like resilience, but also external resources like a good therapist, like yeah. good effective treatment, and a, and, and a strong community can actually grow and become better. So obviously, mm-hmm. Sansa has the trauma. So much of it, right? <laughs> she and, wait, wait, what happened? Yeah, right. And then there's also the tutelage. Which I think she became very shrewd, and I, that's I, the word that I think is important. She took, ate the she ate the meat. She spit out the bones when it came to what she learned from. I think it's, I think a great scene. Uh, I think it's I would have to be season seven mm-hmm. is when Sansa and Arya are kind of having a disagreement, and Arya is just like, "You could, um, you know, you don't know what I what I survived," and basically kind of. Kind of shaming her into like you weren't out there with me. You were like stuck in your castle, and Sansa's just like you couldn't have survived what I survived. And, and I think that, and I think a lot of us were like, and maybe that was a moment where I think it really maybe kind of like got your heartstrings going yeah. with respect to Sansa because I think that Sansa also didn't have the luxury of like becoming an assassin of, freedom, of <laughs> any sort of freedom. Yeah, and doing any that, she sort had, of yeah. choice. She was she, a prisoner like, for seasons, yeah. seasons, seasons. So okay, so that being said. Um, I, I mean, me personally, one of the, and I, I'm in the camp of this fucking show is great. This last season <laughs> we is great. We should all be in the yeah, camp. Yeah, I'm, I'm in that. <laughs> one of the things that I was a little, and I don't want to be that person that's like, I'm disappointed in that they didn't do exactly what I wanted. What I did want to see in the very last episode, um, what I thought they were moving towards was uh, a climax 
with uh, John and Daenerys, where John was going to have to kill Daenerys, but that was kind of moved upon by Sansa. Like Sansa, it was moved upon by Sansa. Uh, it was, what, but that but was I like feel one like of the questions it, I asked you, and like that's going to be the, the which are the answer. But I, I felt like Sansa didn't get enough love in the final season, in the final episode. I feel like there should have been more of a. I don't know more. Of a story. Well, you know what? Yeah. You know what happened? Is your team Sansa with us right now? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We want more Sansa. We I, all I, want more I Sansa. And it's was, awesome. And like, I thought she was going to sit on the, the fact, throne. But the fact she did in what I think is the best way. Do you, you know that the North is just about bigger than the rest of Westeros put together? Yeah, no. Okay, <laughs> so, so the North up is... until what? It's one of those things. Like, um, when did you like? When when did you learn that the North was as big as? It's actually, it's actually, I believe, I believe it's in the first book. Yeah, and 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 to some extent, I, I believe King Rob says it. King Robert, I should say, because King Rob's a whole other. Thing. <laughs> King Robert says it, but the North is huge. The North is like you know when you look at like you actually see the real size of Alaska. Yeah, and you're like, geez, Louise. Yeah. That's how big it is. So, how big is it compared to Dorne? Because Dorne's I, small, and Dorne is. Oh, is it? Dorne wow. is. One, I always expected Dorne to be really Do, big. Dorne is. Uh, uh, if you want to pull up a map, and I think, and I think, um, yeah, we have that. We have a visual technology here, which I know that you uh, listeners don't have. But we, I have, would, bra- we have brand technology. But I'm in. For the, uh, that's right. We have a weirwood internet. So I'm encouraging <laughs> all of you listeners to pull out your computers here and look and and get like a, like a like a really good map of Westeros. So if you go and you find so here, boom, click that one right there. Copy. So um, so that everything from that little narrow thing right here. Up here, that's all the north. Wow. This is the rest. And Dorne is this is this is this little guy right here, and that's called the Bite right there. The Sea of Dorne is the, and there's the Bite. Happy. Um, so Dorne is not in subst- uh, uh, you know not substantial. In fact, the Crown Lands are probably the the, the smallest of 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 that. Well, of course, the Iron Islands. Hang are, on, real yeah. quick. You mentioned the neck before. I don't think I've ever heard that term in the series ever. Oh, the home. So, so the neck is where. The twins, which is House Frey, um, and um, and then right that's that there are they are a Riverlands house that is kind of like the Mid Atlantic region, right? And then you have the North, right? And so right north of the twins is the Neck, and the one of the most important um, families um, there is the Reeds. Mm. Uh, they are a Greywater Watch. Uh, they are the Cranog Men. Um, Mira Reed. Who gets no love? No love. None. None. And she carried None. that None. kid around. <laughs> she carried a king. A king. She, she, she dragged a king around. No mention. I, I hope they bring, I, they bring back Edmure, but they don't talk about Mira. I hope in the future, if you know, listen, Bran may or may not. And by the way, people who are paraplegic can in fact produce children. That is that yeah. is that is that, that, that that's a yeah. Fact. Sansa was wrong there. So, Sansa, I think, was just working off of bad medieval science. Yeah, yeah, but. Yeah, yeah. If Mira Reed ever showed up, right, that would be a really cool um, thing. But again, it's interesting, right? You have a queen in the north, right? And this is the whole thing, getting way back to the beginning of this, right? When the Dornishman looks over and he's like, oh, that's the best. You're, you're, you're going to give the north independence? Yeah, they get independence and we, yeah. And that to me was just a very funny aspect yeah. of, of, of that episode. Do you think, like, I'd like that you noticed that. So, to... I think Brian was mentioning this, like this whole it wasn't written well idea. Mm-hmm. Like, do you? Th- I think his like look was 
written and directed. Well, well cause there's it's like it's it's like the writing versus the plot, right? Yeah. The writing's great. Like it is incredible that they made me, us all, care about I, I did the list the other day. I, I tweeted it out on Welcome Party uh, Pal's Twitter. Oh, which we of, should mention is part of the Osiris. Uh, we are part of the Osiris Podcast Network. Go to OsirisPod.com and check out a bunch of awesome podcasts. I want to get back into the nerdy. So, sorry about that. Sorry about going over this. We have the best got mind in the world. We need to, we need to juice this. But um, I'm here for as long as you need me, baby. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what was that talking about? I think you were going to talk about the writing and how the oh, writing you oh, felt was... so uh, what I was... Uh, thank you so much. Sure, uh, I got you. Uh, I had forgotten. There's never, there's never been, like, I think about The Wire, where there was like, wow, I cared about 15 people. Amazing. Mm. The Wire was not immune, and by the way, The Wire was not immune to some of the criticism. The fifth season, I mean, dude, I still, I still stand by. Fourth season was the pinnacle. Fourth season was amazing. Fifth season, not a Sabatka fan. (laughs) 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 Dude, but no, I will say, season two, I rewatched it like ten years later. I I rewatched the entire series ten years later. I could riff so much, but I'm gonna let Mike get back to this. All I was saying is just like that was one of the first times I saw us care about so many characters. 30. I, I wrote a list of 30 characters I deeply cared about. And they, like, intertwined them and told the story over eight season of 30-plus characters. Do you care about Gendry? Mm. A little bit. A little bit. He didn't make my list. So 31. 31. 31. But, like, it is insane. Like, to... And that's why the backlash or the descent is uh, problematic to me. And actually affecting me emotionally. Because I've been given this gift of these stories of so many people. I've been given this gift of this book that you love, Jeffrey. A book that you love, Brian. Brought to life. And I get to see it with my own eyes. Paid for by millions of HBO dollars. And, like, like I get to see it. I would never get to see it. And, like, how am I going to take this for granted just because it wasn't spelled... Something wasn't spelled out enough. I posted... I posted a... uh, I did a post, uh, like, a couple... A couple days or before the the new season dropped. And it was was kind of a joke. And I I put in it... I'm just like... It looks like I'm concentrating really hard, but all I'm thinking about is uh, Jorah dying in front of Daenerys and it's mm. going to ruin me. And then episode three, he's there, this man that dedicated his life to a woman. Loyalty is a Loyalty, big deal this and then big was deal. disgraced and his fall from grace and then his, ri- his redemption and his rise clawing his way back at the top to gain her respect and two doing times. Favorite, yeah two times he times. lost two two times he lost grace because he sold those uh he sold those uh those fishermen to slavers yes yeah. he did and then and then and he was good enough to leave the sword but he was he was exiled yeah um and then was trying to get back to the good graces technically betrayed Daenerys once yeah Climbed back into her good graces, and then boom, and we're here. And yeah. such a and such a trajectory of a of so. a character over the course of how many seasons of eight seasons, and then he has maybe the most perfect death that's ever been put on 
on that uh, on film on that show. You think it's a good death? I think his death is the best death that I've seen on on Game of Thrones. He died. There's no he, way I'm dying died, that well. He died protecting. <laughs> He died doing, like, that was the way that Jorah Mormont wanted to die. Protecting the love of his life that didn't love him back, but still he was sworn to protect her. And he never had to know. And, what she and she, yeah, 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 <laughs> yo, yeah, yo, oh! that's what all, like, that's what, like, Fuck all of us No, no, that's what we all want to know. I want to die like Zora. I didn't, I love Danny too. I love seeing her rise. Yeah. Like, but, like, it's not my choice what she becomes to. Like, like, the fact that she turned bad, they've been steering loyalties this entire time. And that's my favorite part that we've discussed in the, in the de- deconstructions. My favorite part of the shows is how they steer loyalties or how they make you endear someone who is evil or like someone that like... And also, this is an important aspect of her demise. She starts to fucking lose it when she loses the person that has been there for her since the fucking beginning. He is the one explaining to her in season one what the Dothraki are all about. How what? is your best friend's beheading not enough to fucking make you lose it? I, well, how? how <laughs> then, why didn't Sansa not lose it? And I know that, like, you might say... Because human nature is different for each person. Exactly. This is like... Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so I'm sorry. And I think no, no, but that's I'm touching. Jeff no, right you now. can touch me. Yes, by all means, um, I consent. Um, the um, because in fact, here's the thing, right? You can't play a game of like whose trauma is worse than others, right? Yeah, yeah, right. never. Both, both, never. both, because one, it's always applesauce to orange juice. But the other thing too is that it's very much about those internal factors, right? Yeah. Their resilience. It's about that. Now, listen. Danny, I think, had more... Sansa is better than Danny. I think... I think <laughs> Straight I think, up. I think that Danny, is easy. She's think, stronger. Think, yeah. She's better. She's more righteous. She had... Vi- she, she had... Vi- so Danny had visceral... Um, kind... She had visceral... Um, 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 Dan- symbols of, 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 of that, right? The, the dragons, right? And by the way, let, let's just also say that Viserion's death was such... It was, it was, it, that, that to me was, it was almost like an afterthought, and it was just like, he deserved better. <laughs> it, it was an asterisk. Actually, I think, that, it was, it was. I think dragon, I think dragon pronouns are they, them. So, <laughs> because I do believe, no, I don't think they have a gender, so I think, you know, it's, it's wrong to misgender them. I think so, 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 so this, I'll just, I'll use his name, their, their name. So Viserion, right, has this, has this death, which I, I think could have been more dramatic. I think it could have had more, but right, so, so the, the thing is, is that this. So Sansa has her traumas. Danny has her traumas. Um, Danny just had more sort of visceral kind of symbols of that that happened. But in fact, why didn't? And that's the question, right? Why didn't Sansa turn? Right? Sansa, because Sansa is better than <laughs> Danny. Fair, right? But I think that, and I think that it might be confusing for show watchers, right? Danny, to, to Danny. look at both of them and say, "Well, well, they both had traumas." And by the way, just but everyone, not, I mean, but like you know, I mean, Arya nature nurtured the whole thing. It's not no, like nobody's the same. No, if you were to put the exact same trauma on multiple people, yeah. they're gonna react differently. For real, and 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 say that uh, Sansa dealt with Danny's trauma. You know, like if you were to put that on her, Sansa would yeah. be better. Seriously, for real. Ma- what more would, amazing. What would Danny have done had she been married to Joffrey and to fucking Ramsay Bolton? Like, <laughs> that happened. Seriously, that happened. That in happened the for multiple fucking that seasons. That happened in the series where we were just every time it just cut to, That's why to Sansa. It was it was just her getting that throne 
getting that like Queen of the North moment is to me besides besides my man living the entire time. Oh, Davos. Da- Davos yeah, getting Davos. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Davos getting Davos through. Davos can get it from Davos, me. Yeah. <laughs> Davos getting through was what the series was all about, anyways. But like her getting that throne, the Queen North throne, was like to me, and I think to a lot of us, I know to Chrissy, and like that's like that's accomplishment enough. Like like hell and back. Um, and a kingdom that is as large, as large, as, as large. Now. As the rest of the Seven Kingdoms, uh, so this is and, and, yeah, please. And by the way, just uh, we, we just have to like give a shout out to the amazing memes that have been going off, yeah, uh, because because of this. While this last I have a problem with like some of the hate, I love the humor. The humor is of great. the like plot holes, yeah. And um, and one of the best ones that I've seen now that you're talking about Davos is. Sir Davos developing from an illiterate man to someone who corrects other people's grammar is probably the only valid character development <laughs> in this series. That is fucking genius. Uh, one of my favorites is uh, we've all seen Prince's Bride, and like when he stops <laughs> reading the story, the, the grandfather. So like they took a picture of George R. R. Martin and just like, guys, you're taking it all too seriously. Remember when the father, yeah. the grandfather was like. I'm not going to read to you anymore. You yeah, need maybe to, you need to chill. Yeah, all you haters need to chill. Like, like that's that's what that's why I love it so much. They're just like reading it. Like, yo, you're taking a little bit. Yeah, I've never sad. I've never used the uh, snooze button on on my Facebook uh, account, but I've been using it. I've been okay. using it a lot. Think because about it like ruining. this. Though. I think what I think what is a strength based perspective on this matter is very much that we live in a time where we have a lot of clever people who have some time and um, and their cleverness to give us uh, to give us real humor and I think that like yeah I think that I think it is it is easy to be like oh the the, the 500,000 people who signed the petition for them to reshoot the season is clearly ridiculous right um, and yet at the same time they should I mean, all go fuck themselves well that critical discourse every single one of them but, but the critical discourse take, they're all their, bi- they're all Joe Biden supporters and they're centrist they should all they're go centrist. They're, <laughs> centrist. they're centrist and they they're, should all go fuck actually, themselves you know, it's, uh, yeah, With whatever I mean, tool they have all they, bi- them whatever they're all Biden supporters you're lucky that Biden oh. doesn't have like kind of like rabid online support like yeah. Joe Biden is the is the, is, the, is, the, is the is the person that people who like don't like um, um, swarm people's Twitter feeds um, yeah, with exactly. subtweets. They yeah, don't yeah, ratio yeah. people. Yeah, the, the Biden like fan base is not going to ruin. Welcome to the party. Now. Imagine if Biden. Imagine <laughs> if Biden. Oh, wait, I'm gonna, this is going to be a faux pop. I was going to say. Imagine it's if Biden. The episode. We're over an hour. Anything over an hour. We're, yeah. we're like, like, I'm, imagine the Biden. Imagine the Biden fans were like Bernie fans. It would be. It would be anyway. So, but but to yeah, get, I'm a huge Bernie fan. Yeah, yeah know, we have some I know Jeffrey's here. a huge uh, Warren fan, which I am too. I think, I think anyone I'm listening, I'm going to take a moment. I'm I think anyone that. listening should take a moment and donate to both the Sanders and Warren campaign. <laughs> so before we go back and finish this all, I can't. His name is like not been mentioned, and it needs to be mentioned before we finish this off. I need to talk about Jamie. I need to hear okay. both of your thoughts okay. about Jamie. I want. I. I. Can't get over the fact, and this is too that. Oh, it's written poorly. Bullshit. They, uh, they made me take my hate for like a full villain, and all of a sudden, just within the depths of a hot tub, like learned who 
a human was and how broken we all are and how broken he was and 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 I I, I just I just came to the conclusion that all humans we're all good and bad at the same time but if there's more good than bad that's so special and like that's where Jamie's like turning good was so special but his turning back was so kind of important too meaning that we're all fucking so deeply disturbed and like we don't know love is a crazy thing that that that's what made John confused about supporting Danny that's what made made Jamie like like so confused about like his loyalty and his righteousness but righteousness like matters matters all right so I'll uh I'll follow that up and then I'll let you end with your with your thoughts on it I think one of the shining moments of the entire Game of Thrones uh, phenomena, phenomenon, if you will, um, is, uh, is the Jamie Lannister character arc. I don't think I've ever been affected in a story as much as I have been with Jamie Lannister from somebody that you hate so viscerally from season one, from book one, and then by book three season three, all of a sudden when he gets his hand cut off, you're yelling out loud, no, ah, no! <laughs> but then you're like, wait, why do I care about Jamie fucking Lannister? And then like by the end of it, you fucking love him so much. I thought for a long time that Cersei's demise was going to be Jamie coming back and killing her. Like, I really, truly thought that. Even up until the last, even up until... Even up you until think? the end. Yeah. Even up until the end, I thought he was riding back because he knew that he needed to kill her. And, like, his little speech to Brienne was that, was, that was a farce. Or as we say, brain. Brain. <laughs> That's a whole... I'll, I'll get into that later. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but I really kind of, when he came back... And he saw her, and I was just like, this is it. This is when he kills her. And they kind of had their moment. I was just like, holy shit. This whole time, love Jamie Lannister has been driven by love. Love is the death By of absolute love yeah. his entire life. His love for his sister. And it has caused him to do horrendously horrible things. To make him a horrible person that he was ashamed of. He was ashamed of when yeah. he was, when he was talking to... Some real horrendiosity. Horrendiosity. <laughs> Damn, bring it back with the Osities, right? <laughs> but but I but I do think that he was a person driven by love his entire life. That he never knew that. That he never realized that. That nobody ever knew that. No one ever knew that about him. Maybe Tyrion knew it. Maybe Tyrion knew how good, how good he was. But he came back for the love of Maybe his life. Maybe Tyrion definitely knew how fucking good yeah. he was. Tyrion's I hate being snarky, but that is probably... Let's snark. Let's snark but, but, it but up. That's probably the most in, it, like impassioned defense of incest <laughs> in my life. And um, but, 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 I, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I read Louise Kehoe's The Kiss, so... I mean, you know... Which, I know incest. Which, by the way, isn't really a defense, but but anyway. The, 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 okay, so let me, let me kind of... Let me give you some, some, yeah. some Jamie stuff. Um, and just and just very quickly, um, a pronunciation, uh, a fun pronunciation game I like to play. Um, pronounce Littlefinger's real name. Um, uh, Pater, 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 Pater. And then it's not Brienne. Well, no, listen. This is from the audiobooks, um, which is Roy Detrice, uh, rest in peace. It was Brian of Tarth, and it was uh, Pater Baelish. Anyway, Tyre Baelish, yeah. Brian. Brian. Why wouldn't they do that in the show? I think because Roy Detrice probably 
I've I listen and, and people who were in the uh, the trivia of Ice and Fire, um, maybe they're listening to this episode. Um, you know, I was very, very, very committed to those pronunciations. I recognize that most likely it was Roy Detrice, just like not knowing how to pronounce them. Nevertheless, I, I I'm committed. Uh, Aiden Gillen. <laughs> yeah, fair. So anyway, yeah, and um, it was in my crossword the other day. <laughs> was it? Yeah, yeah. But anyway, getting back to it. So let's talk about Jamie Lannis Why for one second. Got- like the question was why or got in the crossword? Why? I get distracted easily. Yeah, well, no, it was it was it was G- Game of Thrones actor, actor. Gillum. That's what I was asking. Yeah, why or, or Game that was of it. Yeah, yeah. So oh no, he's was, not. He's not. Oh, Carcetti, I forget. Carcetti, Car- oh, like yeah. to me, he will even with Littlefinger being that must like have. he's Carcetti. Carcetti. Yeah, yeah, we call him. We call we call him Mayor Littlefinger. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but but go on about Jamie. Jamie yeah. So so yeah. so Jamie Lannister. Um, I I I mean, and this is a subjective thing. I disagree. I did never hated Jamie Lannister with her books or show. So, I or I love or or I or I love yeah. or I love season Whoa. one and two or I love to hate him because no I I I went into this being like you need to have protagonists and antagonists you need to have these people there but but that's just a that's just a very very quick preamble and you need to have full answers to everything spelled out completely <laughs> if a series or a show <laughs> is successful that you need to know everything well maybe you need to know Sorry just just ask me yeah. but no just kidding Got so so one Hashtag of the things I love. T-G-U-R-U. Go on. So one of the things right. I love to do is I like to go back to Feast for Crows, and I like to um, read the chapters where Jamie goes basically to subdue the Riverlands. So he leaves um, he leaves King's Landing. It's autumn at this point. He's got he's got his golden hand. I should my right hand. His golden hand, and he thinks about his life. He thinks about his duty, his purpose, and kind of like what he's good at, what, what what his life's all about. And it really comes down to him, you know, going out back on campaign, he's engaging with his troops. He's like, he teaches someone how to like, you know, parry a war hammer. Like he just, he's doing some great stuff. And so he feels the sun beating down on him. He's riding his horse. He's got two horses. Um, and, he, and, he, and he thinks about like, man, I could just like, do something really good. They could they could think of me as Golden Hand the Just. So I always think about Golden Hand the Just because that loss of his sword hand that was a castration. Mm. I mean, fundamentally, what, and and yeah. I think that when 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 Freud, for instance, writes about the castration anxiety, it's both in a literal and a metaphoric sense. And the notion is that you know um, we lose, and this is very gendered, but we lose meaning as men. When we fear castration, when we, and when we engage in that fear, and actually a big developmental uh, milestone is to kind of is, is to is to is to make peace with that fear. So he loses the thing that gives him meaning, but he also loses the thing that gave him his bad reputation. Um, wow. Now that is not in the same lane as his relationship with his sister, which is incredibly complex and and hard to kind of square with our with our mores. So we have this very complicated character. And yet, you spoke to this Brian, I think, really eloquently. His arc is really satisfying to read and to some extent to see in this show because it is a man fundamentally grappling with um, all of these challenges, this kind of, this, this, this narcissism, but this narcissism is a false self. There's something deeper there. He thinks in a nuanced way. And it does set up Cersei as a foil, right? Because if they're two sides of the same coin, they're not really. She is fundamentally not deep 
in her thinking. Yes. He is incredibly deep. And maybe there's something, you know, like, again, there's a lot of criticism about the writers and writers being men and all of those things. And I'm going to sort of like kind of put that to the side for one second just to think about this. So I will say I think that viscerally I was disappointed when Jamie came back to her because I thought, one, he had turned the corner. I think everyone was because of how they built it up the other way. Like, wasn't that, like, isn't that how, like, that disappointment is, like, so as, like, a writer, as an artist or anything, you want someone to feel, right? So it's not all about making them feel good. So if you're making that foil turn right there, as a, as a writer, artist, mm. like, them making you feel bad, you're disappointed in the act, but not in the art. The, the art is amazing because that, like, you're like, fuck, I thought we were on the other side of this. But then now I have to complexly right. think about, like, why is his love more deep than his redemption on the other end? And I want to make a... That's real, amazing. And I want to make a real weird corollary kind of uh, comparison. Um, and I was talking to my wife about this because I think she was the one who initially said, like, we're in the Trump era. People want a happy ending. Like, mm. they could have just, like, you know, put Danny and John together. And they could have broken the wheel in some other way. Yeah, but you don't break the through, wheel through, by right. voting for Joe Biden. You break the wheel. Like, it's not... <laughs> well, the, by the way... No one wants this happy ending. We need this fucking real no, but change. Instead, but instead we you get the electoral... Change. But instead you get the electoral we college. We need fucking brand. But instead you get the electoral college I'm voting for brand. You said electoral and college. It's demo- and it's... Uh, like, I call it democracy. Thanks, yeah, Sam. Well, Thanks, Sam. Well. Sam Well calling out for democracy... Uh, is amazing because it like it really places like where they're at. Like they're not even like they like it was scoffed off in a way. Scoffed off. I said that. sure. Scoffed uh, at. Scoffed at. Scoffed. You can at. scoff it off. You I can suppose. scoff things off too. Yo, uh, in a way yeah. that means like they've never even thought about it. Like, yeah. They're just like fucking no, yeah. no. Who's this fucking psycho? But <laughs> but here's the. But core. also, yeah. doesn't that show you not to go deep on just that one idea? But deep. doesn't that show you how? primitive they are so many people are like implying like these complex like now or like we're not even good like what we do militarily is the worst but like they're always like shouldn't they do this militarily shouldn't they do this governmentally like where is the roadmap for like what is there is none like the universe the universe has no roadmap the world was not built with us in mind can we highlight how bad some of these, like, all of our, not some, all of our, like, governmental decisions are, like, our war, like, they're like, they're like, yo, they're just rolling up into King's Landing, like, they fucking thought they were gonna roll up in there, like. So one thing I would say with respect to this is, and to get back to my beautiful wife's point, my beautiful, gorgeous, very intelligent wife, um, <laughs> is the idea, and I was, I was, we were talking about this because, so if you really look at the end of Lord of the Rings, right, um, which Martin uh, unabashedly says, and both showrunners say, and I think this is a good thing, this was their guiding light. And I will say, um, you know, uh, Martin talks about um, the story as being like the human heart in opposition to itself, or um, which is, I think, a very poetic statement to make. You know, when... when hey, if, can you say that again? The, the, it was the human heart in opposition to itself so or I, something. I say it more, like, like very simply more, and I, like what I love about the show is that it's about the good... Fighting the bad and the gray or in between. The gray. Which, and life it's is all gr- about and, the gray. And life the is, gray. is gray. So, 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 so with respect to gray, so it, it's not that Frodo throws the ring in Mount Doom. He doesn't do that. He ultimately gets to Mount Doom. 
He's overcome by the power of this ring, which nobody is strong enough to deal with, right? He is the strongest, and he's still not strong they enough. They didn't have a Hulk. And so what happened was, <laughs> so then Gollum comes through, right? And then they engage in this struggle, and eventually, essentially, and and, and, and in the books, it's much clearer, and in, in the movie, it's more ambiguous. It's almost because as Because books if are easier Frodo, to, to explain things. So yeah. if you read the book... And you might understand why she got a little upset. So, so, so anyway, so you have this moment where Frodo essentially is tussling over the ring with Gollum, and Gollum falls in, and in doing Basically, so, yeah. the ring gets destroyed. And then you have this kind of second ending where or Aragorn basically marries Arwen, and they live happily ever after, and because he's Dunedain, it, it goes on for a long time. And so, and so the thing about it is this, in terms of unsatisfying endings, right, is that there is this... There's this Jamie moment where basically Jamie is like, hey, I'm going to change your expectation or I'm going to violate your expectations because yeah. I'm going to show you that, in fact, the world can be – Wait, or maybe I'm not strong enough. Wait. So uh, Martin was inspired by the end of the Lord of the Rings story. But as depicted by Peter Jackson, the Lord of the Rings story didn't end like that. They did not go back to the Shire and all was good. No. At the end of Scouring the Lord the of the Rings, the, the Shire was in ashes like, like King's the, Landing Because was. of Sauron. They, because Sauron burned it to the ground. Yeah, Sharky. And they all went back and like it wasn't like, oh my god, yo, yo, no. home. Yo. And they couldn't, like, do, and they couldn't they do that in the movie. They couldn't. And like, no, and I'm glad they didn't. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad they didn't. But like, but like, I, I love the happy can, ending. Whatever, endings that was can be. Well, by the way, it's Good, never wait, a happy hang ending hang for Frodo. Hang on, what? It's never hang a happy on, ending. Just to to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, speaking of endings, how do you feel about where the the books have ended at this point right now? And apparently, George Dubois is still working on them. Um, I knows? actually, I actually don't. I, I, I actually, I would be surprised and happy if. We see another book. Yeah. Oh, hundred surprise. Um, I don't. Th- so, I don't. So, I'm not so, convinced we are going to see another book. So that being said, where is your take on the ending of the show, on the ending of this saga, the ending of the series? Like, what are you taking away from it? What do you think the cultural impact? Because we're just seeing the beginnings of it. We're not like what's going to happen ten years from now. How how is uh, pop culture going to look back on on Game of Thrones? I think that they're going to look back, and from kind of a sort of like a purely sort of a capitalistic standpoint, future television producers are going to look back and say, "We want, we wish we could replicate something that it was a phenomenon that I've never seen in in television." Period. Um, just just the the tenacity of the fans. Um, I think it'll be looked on more kindly than it is now. I think I think one. I think that the gentlemen like you. Um, who are, I think, really um, um, uh, bullish on the show and on its ending. I think people are going to kind of see that. And I think that they're going to square... We're bro-y. I'll take We're that. bro I'll take We're that. We're bro-y. The GOT bros. Yeah. And I think in, that you guys... And I think to some extent people are going to wrap their brain. Like I am right now. Like I'm working through a process. How old are you? 36. So I'm 40. And I was thinking about yeah, when I saw great. the end. I look great. Uh, I was thinking about the... When I... The show ended um, when I saw some of like the people like not liking it or like overjudging it or like whatever. I'm like, there's no doubt that I might not be around by the time something like this comes around. 
That very you know what I mean? Like, it's so, like, Tolkien, like, or how do I say it? Tolkien. 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 Like, 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 I can't think of any story. Like, I just, I'm so in awe of this whole thing from the Red Wedding to the Purple Wedding to the Battle of Castle Black to the Battle of the Bastards to the Battle of Winterfell to the Frozen Lake Battle to the Battle of Blackwater to the Loot Train. Stannis versus the Wildlings, Cersei blowing up King's Landing, Danny burning it down, the Viper versus the Mountain, the death of Viserys, like, the you walk my- of shame, Jamie's hot tub confession, hold the door, Ned's death, Danny becoming the mother of dragons, that moment, Bronn's trial by combat, like, Viserys' blue-eyed awakening, like, hard home, like, what are we talking about here? We are talking about one of the greatest experiences that you can give an person who loves entertainment like visual eye candy depth of thought everything you want out of art was game of thrones thank you so much joffrey for coming here and sharing joffrey i did that the first time that's a callback i did that the first time yeah we uh did an episode joffrey thank you so much for coming here i appreciate it very quickly errata i think i did call Rhaegal Viserion. <laughs> so just just throwing it out there. So do not ping me like that guy who told me I spilled Victarion's you- <laughs> name wrong. That's a whole Fuck that guy. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Um, yeah, and dude, Jeff, thank you so much, man. This has been super fucking rad. Yeah, be super proud of that. Yeah, this uh, like I have been, I've had a I've had a map open this whole yeah, time yeah. of Westeros. This has been incredible. the nerdy grady nerdiest greatest thing. Nerdy granny nerdiest grady greatest thing we've done. Yeah. I think. This is cuz you cuz you're our most nerdy most intelligent guest on the subject I've and, seen. Yeah, Thank and you so much. Uh, before we leave, just follow us on Instagram at Welcome to the Party Pal Podcast and on Twitter at, at, at to, to the, the Party, party Pal. Podcast. And I'm gonna let my daughter take us out. Thank you for joining the party. This podcast is in the loop. The Legion of Osiris Podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at osirispod.com.